0: Yes. Yeah, I
1: Last time to Richmond High Indeed, Sammy Hagar from 1982, ladies and gentlemen, the movie that started Sean Penn, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold, and the rest of the gang, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 175 of Wrestling Revisited for Tuesday night. June the 25th ladies and gentlemen 2019 twenty five nineteen, ladies and gentlemen this is episode 175 one 444 the caller ID 139926 pound you can join us here for the next hour or so as I am your host the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo from Pittsburgh PA and joining me ladies and gentlemen of course as always the man who every Monday however is my raw tag team partner but every Monday night gives you the raw breakdown as well as pay-per-view predictions and also thoughts about raw and anything and everything under the sun every day on the to Radio Network, ladies and gentlemen, including Wrestling Day 10, Birthday Tower, the Human Suplex Machine, Mr. John Grosses. We welcome you once again to episode 175, Mr. John. Good to be here. Well, tonight, folks, we got a lot to talk about. And, of course, we're going to start off with our moment in time before we get into the big discussion of the evening. And tonight, folks, we're going to take you back to November 9th Well, let's get to the big discussion of the evening first. But well, before we do that, actually, John uh, wanted to pull one step ahead of me, I guess. Okay, fine. We can do. We can hold off on that for a few minutes then, I guess. No problem. Yes, uh, let's get into the big discussion of the evening, uh, uh, as you say, John. However, of course, the big story, of course, is what happened last night at WWE Monday Night Raw and what happened this past Sunday in Tacoma, Washington, as well as Everett, Washington. As you know, WWE stomping grounds, of course, took place this Sunday on the WWE Network. And, of course, the fan base in Tacoma, Washington was not very positive. Only 4,500 to 5,000 people apparently showed up in what was a somewhat subpar pay-per-view. Then last night, however, it got even worse, despite a half-decent to a pretty good decent raw, if you will, in Everett, Washington. Of course, the big story coming out of that, of course is what was announced of course believe it or not in a winner take all match, however, if you will, involving Lacey Evans, Baron Corbin, Becky Lynch, and Seth Rollins. But that's not the only thing that happened. No, 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 no. We had the shocking return of, yes, everyone's favorite and John's favorite, dead man walking himself, sticking up for Roman Reigns. As a result, Roman Reigns and, of course, The Undertaker now will take on Shane Mack and Drew McIntyre coming up at Extreme Rules in three weeks in Philadelphia, just like the match we just mentioned before. And in addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, we saw a pretty good main event between the one and only U.S. heavyweight champion, the new U.S. heavyweight champion, Ricochet, if you will, a.k.a. Ricochet, if you will, taking on the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. That being said, it was quite a night, let's just say, last night in it Everett, as well as what happened Monday. Was I was just going to ask John his thoughts on this. John, we heard about the fan attendance, however, it was not very strong, nor was the feedback, How? And as a result, we'll see what happens tonight, however, if you will. However, coming up, power on SmackDown, we can tell you right now, one match has been listed, ladies and you know, gentlemen. The fans who so. fight
0: some of the fans not being there, I have to say. I have to say, for once, Vince did stuff in his old, twisted mind, right?
1: Yes, he, he did. But one thing we can tell you, however, earlier tonight, however, we did hear, ladies and gentlemen, after what has been going on the last few weeks, however, between Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville and Ember Moon, tonight, however, Sonya Deville will get her chance to take on the War Goddess herself, ladies and gentlemen, in a one-on-one match, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we will have to see what happens. But I got to say, man,
0: AJ and Rika... The two surprises that stood, the two moments that stood out for me on Monday Night Raw was The Undertaker. Yes. And AJ versus Ricochet. Now that, now that was a good match. And I didn't think it would be the main event, but WWE caught me by surprise when when they did that.
1: Yes, indeed. I was just going to ask you for your thoughts on those matches, Sean, and you beat me to it. Yes, and of course, we can also tell you now, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, they have also announced coming up for Extreme Rules as of today. Another match has been signed, ladies and gentlemen. So, believe it or not, three matches now have been signed in the last two days. As far as extreme rules go, including this one, ladies and gentlemen, Kofi Kingston will defend his championship against Samoa Joe after Samoa Joe choked out Kofi Kingston last night, following the Kofi Kingston, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens matches, if you will, in Everton. And as I said, you said, John. I was going to ask you for your opinion about the two matches that stood out for you and the moments that stood out for you last night. You brought those up. Of course, the other moments that were very interesting, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, was, of course, the 24-7 shenanigans, if you will, of R-Truth, of course, winning and losing the title twice, however, as five
0: different people went (laughs) after the
1: belt. Heath Slater, EC3, Eric Young, and other... No, not Eric Young, Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander, excuse me, my mistake. Cedric Alexander, EC3, uh, R-Truth twice, and Heath Slater. So, folks, it was... uh, Let's just say very interesting to see what happened last night. Now before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk more about this And I got a feeling right, and I
0: got a feeling right now that our that our truth that our truth may be hiding again. He could I it well, we'll good a, happens on like that. I have it on good authority, somebody might might go after that title tonight yeah it could happen it could
1: very well happen in less than 45 minutes from now in portland you're right john very good point indeed and now of course we will be held at the Moda center if you will now before but i will on, say this yeah.
0: i will say this one more time congratulations d although he held the belt for a while congratulations dc3 yeah for only
1: a few seconds he held it you're right and uh, speaking of which, ladies and ladies, I want to also gentlemen, say no.
0: congratulations to the former cruiserweight champion Cedric Alexander and his yes. fighter as well.
1: Yes, and of course uh, they were uh, they were definitely uh, very interesting to hold those belts. However, last night, if and as we said, folks, we will talk more about stomping ground and the aftermath of it, however, as well as the breakdown of r tonight. Nine. I know you don't
0: like the twenty-seven title, JD, but. But I will say, well, I will say it. It's been fun to see a lot. You know, when with uh-huh. the wedding, with Drake Maverick's wedding,
1: um,
0: the golf club and the plane. Who else? Yep. Who else? What else could happen
1: down there? Exactly, and we're gonna and we're gonna talk more about that tonight, as well as the, v- the breakdown of Raw and uh, Stomping Grounds tonight, nine p.m. Tom, could it be defended at a
0: pool? Point?
1: It could be. you Never know. Uh, We'll see that tonight, of course, on Revolution. Ladies and gentlemen, 138055-POUND. Of course, GTS and I, Dorothy Smith and I, um, of course, will have your news headlines for you, including some news about stomping grounds in the aftermath that fall. But before we get into anything else, of course, we want to remind you, this week, Episode 206 of Wolfpack will be taking place Thursday night, 138521-POUND at 9 p.m. We'll wrap up the week in style and, of course, give you our AEW Fighter Fight predictions, if you will, which will be coming up this Saturday on Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, on Revolution. Be sure to check that out, 138055-POUND at 9 p.m.,
0: I'll I'll be there on
1: Thursday to do that. All right, and, of course, GTS and I will have your news headlines here. John, of course, will supply the birthdays and dates on Thursday, while on Friday he will have the day off, however, until Raw radio resumes on Monday, where we will talk about the aftermath of AEW. Let's just say, however, we about that And an early preview of Extreme Rules. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that this coming Friday, ladies and gentlemen, tickets go on sale in these locations at the Albany Capital Center for NXT in Albany, New York, on Thursday, August 8th. Friday, August 9th at the Buffalo River Works in Buffalo, New York, and on Sunday, August 18th at the CHI Health Center in Omaha, Nebraska. Again, those tickets will go on sale, ladies and gentlemen, this Friday. Now, this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, you can meet Ember Moon, the War Goddess, at the Cricket Wireless store in Dallas, Texas, before Monday Night Raw takes to the air in Dallas. And as we told you, next Tuesday, you can meet Seamus, ladies and gentlemen, at the Lackland Air Force Base main exchange tower. Uh, this is only open to military personnel only before the SmackDown show takes place however, next Tuesday night in San Antonio. Meanwhile, we can tell you where we're going to be, of course, coming up. However, uh, I believe in late August, however, early September, I believe we finally figure out where we're going to be. However, I could be right, I could be wrong, but we're going to check on that right now before we get into talking about... Uh, some of the tomfoolery that went on last night as far as Monday Night Raw goes, and also some other things. As we mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, be in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, coming up at the end of August. However, towards the end of August, if you will, on uh, Monday, August 19th. Tuesday, August 20th, at the Denny Sanford Premier Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the home of the uh, Queen of Spades, if you will, Shayna Baszler. Of course, Shayna has got a big match in a steel cage tomorrow night on NXT against Io Shirai. Tickets to going this Saturday.
0: I probably want to throw the bomb. No, 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 no. I'm
1: good. This Saturday for that. And folks, we can tell you yep. now, coming up Tuesday night, August 27th, okay. next Friday, ladies and gentlemen, tickets will go on sale at the Raising Cane's River Center in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. What? Yes, folks, we will be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana no. on Tuesday night, August 27th at Smackdown just, Live from at the Raising Cane's River Center. Then, folks, hold on to your seatbelts for this one. And I know John's mm-hmm. looking forward to hearing about this, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to tell you about it right now. Although this is the first thing, however, we can tell you that tickets will go on sale, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, of course, for, believe it or not, Clash of the Champions
0: this okay. Friday, Howard. Oh, this older, Friday, yeah.
1: however, tickets will go on sale for the Clash of the Champions oh, show in oh. Southern North Carolina, right. home of Mr. WCW's Network right, of the World Tower, good. this Friday I morning at the Spectrum I'm Center good. in Southern yeah. North Carolina. Have and then two weeks from Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, Have tickets will go on sale the same day, however, for the SmackDown Have Live it. event, ladies and gentlemen, in Hotlander GA right. on Tuesday night, September 17th. So, folks, we will so keep we're going to be. Me. But again, we will be in Dallas and San Antonio, of course, believe it or not, this coming uh, next Monday and Tuesday. While this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, for you fans in Seattle at the WAMU Theater and CenturyLink Field Event Center at the ACE Comic Con from 5 to 8 and from 6 o'clock till 9.30. come meet the Thank Queen you. and, of course, the Huggable, Lovable Bailey, however, as they will be talking to their fans in Seattle. So, that'll be coming up this week ladies and gentlemen. Now also ladies and gentlemen coming up this week ladies and gentlemen you can check out the superstars of NXT at the Dade City Armory on Thursday night 7.30pm Friday night of course the Crystal River Armory in Crystal River, Florida Saturday night the Venice Community Center in Venice, Florida And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, also, of course, at the Mississippi State Fair Coliseum in Jackson, Mississippi, coming up, believe it or not, this Saturday. Now, of course, Thursday and Friday, of course, the superstars will be at the Ryoku Arena in Tokyo, Japan, Friday and Saturday night before flying back on Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Saturday's show starts at 5 p.m. Friday, Thursday. The show starts at 7 p.m. Again, this is Japan time we're talking about. On uh, Thursday night, the Singapore indoor stadium right. in Singapore, ladies and gentlemen, the superstars will be over there, and then, of course, they will be flying back on Sunday. Now, like I said, folks, coming up this Monday on episode 196, of course, we will have the entire gang with us, four episodes from 200, including the Heartbreak Kid, myself, uh, as well as John, Mr. WCW, and the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, including the queen herself, Michelle Lindard's ours. Well, from another martyr, of course, the JML Experience, who had a birthday yesterday. And again, we like to wish him a very special, special happy birthday to him, Howard, as he had a very good birthday, we understand, yesterday. Anyway, in the meantime, folks, we're now going to talk about our moment tonight, ladies and gentlemen. As we said, we're going to take you back to November of 1997. Well, if you recall what happened in November 1997, Howard, between Bret Hart and the WWF, Howard, you would think that was going to be our moment tonight, Howard, as he was having negotiations between WWE and WCW about him jumping ship. Well, we almost thought about doing that moment tonight, but instead we decided to back off on it, at least for now, and instead turn the clock ahead three weeks later to November to Remember. Yes, folks, the ECW pay-per-view known as November to Remember was held in my neck of the woods tower, ladies and gentlemen, at the legendary Community College of Beaver County, the CCBC, or the Golden Dome, if you will, in the steel town of Manaca, Pennsylvania, which is about a half hour just outside of Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. And we will tell you, some of the people that were on this show that uh, made this show, let's just say, unique, to say the, say the least. How With that said, let's talk about this show right now. Here are the list of champions going into the event. Since October, your World Heavyweight Champion <laughs> has been Bam Bam Bigelow. Your television champion, of course, has been the Human Suplex Machine, of course, the one and only Taz. And, of course, the full-blooded Italians, however, have been your tag team champions, however, since October as well. Taz, of course, won the title in June of 97, the same night that Tommy Dreamer did defeat Raven, of course, that saw Raven's final appearance for a few years go away, however. As he jumps ship from ECW back to WCW. With that said, folks, here is what happened on this show. Your host of the event, of course, believe it or not, is Joey Styles, the voice of ECW. And in our first match of the evening, it is Hard Knocks, Chris Candido minus Tammy Lynn Sitch taking on, believe it or not, Tommy Rogers. As a result, Howard, Lance Landstorm finds a way, Howard, to come in midway through the match and ambush Rogers. Meanwhile, Candido, however, teams up with Landstorm to beat down. Rogers, if you will, but then Jerry Lynn comes out, however, and all of a sudden, however, we have a strange pairing of a mixed uh, tag upcoming, however, Sean Finnegan grabs the mic and says that this match between Candido and Rogers has been thrown out, instead, however, this is now changed to a tag team match, so as a result, it is now Chris Candido and Lance Storm teaming up, however, taking on Tommy Rogers and Jerry Lynn, and as a result, Candido and Storm pick up the win here in the opening part of the show, Howard. your thoughts about this one here to start out in November to remember, John?
0: Yeah,
1: it was an awesome tag match. Indeed, and of course, Jerry Lynn, as you know, would not quite yet be known as the new reference show. That would come later on down the road. Of course, before that, he had wrestled in WCW is a masked wrestler known as Mr. JL, of course, having some interesting battles. But of course, WCW did not do much with him. As a result, he decided to take his allegiance Hour from Atlanta and go the way up north, Hour to Philadelphia, if you will, and try his luck in ECW, if you will. And as a result, over the next few years, he would uh, get into some pretty good programs with one person in particular: the whole effing show himself, Mr. Monday Night View, Mr. Pay Per View, Mr. 420, if you will, the whole damn show, if you will, RVD, Rob Van Dam, who we'll be talking about on this show here in just a little bit. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, of course, is another unique wrestler, if you will, two guys who have had a unique history, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Mikey Riprec, if you will, taking on Just Incredible with Jason Knight, of course. Just Incredible, of course, will later uh, go on to WCW in the group called X-Factor, while Mikey Riprec at one time held the ECW Championship, believe it or not, at one time, but also found a way to uh, be buried, let's just say, as he became a glorified jobber to the stars around this time. Of course, shortly thereafter, he would take his allegiance, however, from ECW and go to WCW, just like Raven. And, uh, well, let's just say, try to get over there, however. and as a result, things didn't turn out to go be so well for him. As a result, however, on this night, however, if you will, Jason tried to help his man Justin Credible pick up the win, however. but unfortunately, it was all for naught here. As a result, Mikey Whipwreck picked up the win with a second rope snapper, if you will, here in seven and a half minutes. Of course, Mikey Whipwreck uh, shortly before uh, going to WCW, of course, as we said, had not done much, but when he came back from WCW, that would all change. When he started to team up with two guys, that would change his life forever, however. One of them being the sinister minister, if you will, James Mitchell a.k.a. James uh, Vandenberg, if you will, hiring WCW. And, of course, the other one known as the Japanese Buzzsaw Yoshihiro Tijiri, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And they formed a very unique, strange pairing, if you will. Uh, but on this night, Mikey was on his own, if you will. Uh, John, your thoughts about this one? Great match. I would agree. It was entertaining. It was very entertaining. Up next, of course, Al Snow, of course, gave a crazed promo in the back and talking about what had happened just three weeks before. But because of production blunder, however, they did not uh, air this on television. And the crowd sound cut through this, however, if you will. Up next, of course, the television champion, the human suplex machine, taking on one of the pit bulls with pit bull number one, Lance Wright and Barakas. Paul Heyman, of course, sat in with Joey Styles on this one, however. And as a result, many people thought, however, that Pitbull number two, however, should not have challenged Tacitus because prior to this, the Pitbulls, along with Brackus and Lance Wright, tried to get under the television champion's skin and uh, make fun of him the way he was. Well, big mistake, unfortunately, however. Brackus and Pitbull number one, along with Lance Wright, who was managing the Pitbulls at this time, along with Brackus, found out, how this was uh, going to be. Uh, Let's just say done in short order. And as a result, Paul Heyman was not very happy about what Taz did here. And as a result, told the crew to cut away from the ending of this hour after Taz literally beat the stuffing out of the pit bull here in less than a minute and a half. Your thoughts about this one? (laughs) Yeah, big squash for Taz. Indeed, and of course, Taz later on would go on to fight other guys like Shane Douglas, Bam Bam Bigelow, and others, if you will, of course, uh, he would also have some really intense matches with uh, his one-time tag team partner and not-so-great friend, the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal maniac madman known as Sabu, if you will. So uh, there you go. Uh, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you that tomorrow night wrestling debate will be on at 8 p.m., 139925 pounds Join myself, Gerard, and Michelle, as well as the rest of the panel, Way Too Tough to Handle. Be sure to check that out. We will have a lot to talk about. 9 o'clock p.m. Revolution will be back on, of course, Human suplex machine will again bring us the birthdays and dates. While well, GTS and I will have the news headlines. And of course, we'll talk more about the aftermath of uh, stomping grounds and more. About SmackDown, if you will, and as of now, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, we already have only one match listed for tonight's SmackDown, Howard if you will, as of right now, and that, of course, has been announced. It will be the war goddess herself, Ember Moon, taking on the tough street fighter known as Sonya Deville. Speaking of tag teams, ladies and gentlemen, however, this is a very unique match, if you will, upcoming, a tag team fatal four way, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. It turned out to be the full blooded Italians, Tracy Smothers and Little Guido, aka Nunzio with uh, their uh, friend, if you will, former Georgia Championship Wrestling Superstar and NWA legend, Wildfire Tommy Rich, taking on the Dudley Boys, uh, Big Dick Dudley, Sign Guy Dudley, and Joel Gertner, of course, who later go on to join Joey Styles in the announce booth as a commentator, taking on the hardcore chair Swinging Freaks, Big Balls Mahoney. Yes, he had Big Balls, all right. And one of the Ron Brothers, Howard, Axel Ron, who a few years before had had a hellacious Taipei death match with his brother Ian, if you will, taking on the Gangsters, however... Gangstonators, if you will, of John Coronas and New Jack minus Perry Sanders. New Jack had taken over the role from Perry Sanders, Perry Sanders had jumped off ECW's ship power and gone to WCW, if you will. As a result, this was eliminations, however. Uh first eliminations, and the last team would win. As a result, the first team that was out, of course, was the Gangstonators in 10 minutes. Up next, the Dullies were gone a few minutes later, and then shortly thereafter, if you will, however, believe it or not, our Judge Jeff Jones, however, mind you, however, like I said, showed up here, mind you, and he stopped himself attending to the referee, John Wee Finnegan, the poor bastard. As a result, balls grab Judge Jeff Jones, who will later go on to manage the East W2-time champion, the awesome one himself, six foot six, 2 295 pounds on Mike Awesome. As a result, Jones would kick him low. Guido ended up schoolboying big balls for the fast one, two, three. And as a result, the FBI would pick up the win here in a very questionable manner. John, your thoughts about this fatal four-way affair?
0: Yeah, good fatal four-way tag team, Matt.
1: Indeed, indeed, very good point, indeed. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, a very unique moment I know, ladies and gentlemen. Of where they at? Uh, up next was a flag match, if you will, ladies Me and gentlemen, gentlemen. Of course, it was Mister Monday Night Howard who had come back What's from the WWF Hour after that? waging war against the ECW Howard and telling w- ECW and Paul him what he thought of him. He had uh, had a brief run in the WWE for a few months. Howard, uh, being an anti-ECW guy, By now is back. Howard, feeling that. Uh, WWE had not done right with him, and he felt betrayed by them, and as a result, it would take four years to, to gain the trust of WWE fans again. As a result of a Mister pay-per-view himself, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Rob Van Dam with the Manager of Champions, the man who always called him right down the middle, if you will, ladies and versus Tommy Dreamer with his wife, soon-to-be-girlfriend, actually, his girlfriend, soon-to-be-wife at the time, in a flag match. The rules were simple, however. Uh, Rob Van Dam, of course, was sticking up for the WWEF, while ECW was going to... Uh, Tommy Dreamer's veins, if you will. As a result, however, mind you, however, Doug Furness and Phil LaFon, along with uh, Stevie Richards, if you will, made an unbelievable <laughs> three-count. However, if you will, however, including Richards, who attacked Dreamer, however, and showed his allegiance to Rob Van Dam and his uh, Van Dam's cronies of Doug Furness and Phil LaFon, who showed up here, mind you, however, and as a result, however. As a result, Steve Richards had just come back to ECW, however, after arriving uh, from WCW and being in that company for only three months. He had been injured, of course, uh, not even a couple weeks into his run with ECW. ECW during the summer of '97. As a result, however, shortly before this pay-per-view took place, however, he told Eric Bischoff in no uncertain terms after being with the company for only just a couple months. He was tired of being used the way he was being used and had some few choice words to say to Eric Bischoff in WCW. As a result, he was let go of his contract about a week before the show took place, and no one knew that uh, Stevie Richards would show up at this event, however, until the night of the show. Even Paul Heyman didn't think he was going to show up after what Stevie had done along with Raven, a.k.a. Uh, Scott Levy, if you will, earlier in the summer of 97, by jumping ship all the way from Philadelphia to Atlanta, if you will. As a result, Rob Van Dam and his cronies, along with Bill Alfonso, ended up picking up the win, yep. but of course we had seen what had happened between Bill Alfonso and uh, Tommy Dreamer's girlfriend, if you will, her soon-to-be wife, Beulah McGillicuddy, in a hellacious match her earlier uh, just a few months before this, ladies and gentlemen. But on this night, however, it was RVD and his cronies, getting the last laugh on Dreamer and ECW, at least for the time being. Of course, uh, by the end of 97 into 98, Van Dam would start to see the light for the first time, however, and change his attitude a little bit about the ECW product. But around this time, Van Dam was anti-ECW. He didn't care what the fans thought. He didn't care what Paul Heyman thought. He didn't care what anyone thought but himself. And that's the way a lot of people, like some people, did. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought at times that there were some questions about it. But nevertheless, this was very interesting. Uh, John, your thoughts about this flag match between RVD and Dreamer with RVD coming through?
0: Yeah, that was a good, good matchup.
1: I would agree. I would agree, and of course, that match went 16 minutes. By the way, of course, the other matches went seven and a quarter minutes, just shy, of seven and a half minutes, if you will. The tag match, of course, as we mentioned, went 14 and a half quarter you know, 14 and a half, just shy, of 15 minutes, if you will. And of course, the opening matchup, as we told you, went 17 minutes, if you will, after what had happened. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, a very unique match. We talked about one of the guys that we mentioned that RVD teamed up with, of course, back in the day in feudal with Howard, not Jerry Lynn, but this guy, the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal madman, back with his man, if you will. Once again, Bill Alfonso, uh, Sabu taking on the hard-chair uh, swinging freak, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, the cigarette-smoking, cane-swinging, however, beer-drinking, guzzling, sandman, if you will. And this was a very unique match, ladies and gentlemen. This was a tables and ladders match. If you will, ladies and gentlemen, how our, and as a result, how our, as a result, how result, reminds you, Sabu ended up picking up the win here in 21 minutes. Of course, Sabu had had that hellacious battle earlier in the summer of 97 with Terry Funk at Born to Be Wired. And I'll tell you what, folks, if you have never seen that match and never even bothered watching that match, I will give you a little bit of a precursor and forewarning ahead of time. Uh, if you're a little squeamish, how you might want to not eat before you watch this match, and if you do eat while watching this match, you might want to have a bucket standing by, because this will make you a little sick to your stomach, if you know what I'm saying, I mean, this is a very, uh, I would say, hellacious, surreal, bloody, intense, very graphic, very violent, very, uh, bloodthirsty type match, to say the least, and of course, this happened back in August of 97, um, Believe it or not, I think it was the night before or the week before SummerSlam Nights and that happened in the old legendary ECW Arena, the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. Of course, the home of our good friend, Big Diesel, Ray Kramer, who we like to give a special shout-out to, of course. And also near the hometown of our other good friend, the man who runs the Heaven Wrestling Federation page and, of course, who has a podcast every week, ladies and gentlemen, the Captain Corners podcast, our own... uh, Captain Dave Spieler who is right now recovering we understand from a very serious health issue and uh, Dave informed me today that he is going to be uh, out of action for much of the week however, and, and told me to tell John and of course, I went on our show, including Chad, myself, and the rest of the gang that he has laid off for the uh, duration of the week. But uh, Dave, on behalf of myself and John, and the rest of the gang, we hope you get there soon, my friend, and hopefully you will be back up and around this weekend, getting back to what you're doing, and that is reporting from the scene, however, and giving us a lot to talk about. But get well soon, my friend. We miss you, and we are thinking of you, and we hope to see you back on the show. Uh, uh, seen very, very shortly. Uh, but getting back to the match at hand, as I mentioned, folks, Sabu beating Sandman in a very unbelievable match here. Uh, John, your thoughts about this one? What match was it? The tables and ladders match between uh, Sabu and Sandman. Oh, yeah,
0: J.D., you gave us forewarning
1: when you said that. Yes. I mean, I thought that the match that had happened before was intense. I mean, believe me, I thought that was really intense before. I mean, I thought after what had happened, like I said, before that. I mean, you thought the match, however, like I said, at uh, Born to be Wired was intense. I mean, this was a little more intense than that. But like I said, no more was that intense, like I said, than the match That happened, of course, believe it or not, at, uh, like I said, Born to be Wired, if you will. And, like I said, this is one that, uh, like I said, we will tell you how If you have not seen the Born to be Wired match again, folks, uh, forewarning ahead of time, believe it or not. However, uh, this is one match that is definitely, uh, will get you very squeamish, let's just say. But this one, unlike uh, the other match, how I mean, this match was intense. Don't get me wrong, this was intense. And, like I said, this was pretty uh, out there. But like I said, this was no more intense. However, than the match that had happened, of course, mind you, in November to remember the November remember match was good and pretty intense. But that was nothing more compared to the Born to Be Wired match, if you will. Anyway, up next, ladies and gentlemen, of course, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not, it is the hometown boy himself, the franchise, the one and only Shane Douglas, ladies and gentlemen, with uh, Francine, of course, taking on the current champion, Bam Bam Bigelow. Shane, of course, had not yet jumped back to WCW, if you will. Douglas, of course, had just dropped the title of Bam Bam a month prior, having it claimed. It's two months prior to that, the last preview, Hardcore Heaven. So now the question is, will Shane Douglas get back to championship here in this very intense match, Howard, as this could be his third title reign, believe it or not. The question is, will it be a good main event to close out the show? Well, we're 25 minutes long, Howard, and in the end, Howard, Bam Bam, of course, however, like I said, however, believe it or not, along with Chris Candido, tried to uh, help uh, Shane, however, mind you, however, and taking out Bammer, if you will, and as a result, however, security told them that was not going to happen. They have been banned from ringside, so as a result, this match, however, is now, uh, like I said, no holds bar. but also at the same time, no one is allowed at ringside, however, except for a couple people, Howard, and so there you go. Anyway, uh, that being said, of course, that ends up being you know, 25 minutes and change. As a result, how we see the end result, Howard, mind you, however, And as a result, we see Shane Douglas pick up the win here in 25 minutes to close out the show and end the show with his championship uh, reign. However, capturing the ECW title, John, your thoughts about this as Shane Douglas ends it here to close out November to remember?
0: That was a cool match.
1: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And with that said, folks, there you have it, our thoughts about November to remember. Uh, quickly on a scale of 1 to 10, I am going to give this show a 6 out of 10. I thought it was pretty good. I did like, however, the Shane Douglas match and the tag match. Uh, the matches I did not like, however, was the Taz match It was done too short and quickly. However, and the other match I thought that could have been done just a little bit better was the Mikey Whipwreck uh, Just Incredible match. So those were my thoughts, however. Uh, John, what would you say you could give this match overall? Uh, 7 out of 10. You're a little higher than me,
0: okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, there you have
1: it, folks. Those were our thoughts of November to November 1997. Let's give you the number again here at episode 175. one 0444, call our 139926-pound. Of course, this is Tuesday night, June 25th, 2019, you know, 625 nineteen hour. It is 7.30 p.m. in the East here, ladies you and know, 4.30 out West Tower, 6.30 Central Time Zone, and 5.30 in the Rockies, of course. I am your host, the IDP and Jerry DeGirolamo, along with the human Patricia, John uh, Rose, of course, as we said. Coming up tonight, of course, we'll talk a lot about the stomping grounds, and we'll talk a little bit about it here right now, however, as we said, of course, a lot went down this past week, including a new U.S. champion, a very questionable main event, if you will, and an uh, interesting opener, if you will, however, but we only had two titles switched, however, on this 9-man show, again, the big story, obviously, of the week, however, was the attendance, tower, of course, as we mentioned, folks, if you do not hear Joe Cronin, JD from NY206 today How on YouTube. Oh, you definitely want to go back and listen to those shows. They definitely had a lot to say about how lackluster the shows were this week, and I can't say I blame them. Uh, this week's shows were very, very pathetic, to say the least. I mean, like I said, of course, uh, Saturday night, of course, excuse me, not Saturday night, Sunday night, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, they did not have a very strong crowd, of course, in Tacoma, Washington, at the legendary Tacoma Dome. Reports were saying anywhere between 4,000 and 4,500 people were there. Last night, if you will, it was even worse, How with Monday Night Raw, of course, held in Everett, Washington, at the trade of the Angel Winds Arena in Everett, Washington, just an hour north of Tacoma, if you will. In fact, early reports were saying now that 3,000 to 3,500 people were there, believe it or so go figure, it was not that very strong, however, mind you. As a result, we'll talk more about that here tonight. Uh, but we can tell you, speaking of action, how this coming Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, hold on to your seatbelts for this one. AEW. Yes, folks, the All Elite Wrestling Organization will be celebrating their next pay per view, Fighter Fest. That's right, F Y T E R Fest. And here is the action you will see coming up, believe it or not. Ladies and gentlemen, if we're just getting this pulled up here in just a second, ladies and gentlemen, for the action that will be held this coming Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, believe it or not, however, uh, we understand, in fact, here are the matches that you will see this Saturday live at the Daytona Beach Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. In a singles match on the pre-show, be Kylie Ray taking on Blue Pants. Ready updates with Peter Avalon, if you will. The best friends, of course, Chuck Taylor and Shrimp Braylor take on SoCal and Censored Scorpio Sky. And thank you, Gazarian versus the private party of Isaiah with an H. Cassidy with a Y in Mark Queen, Q-U-E-N. Now, this is where it's interesting, folks. It'll be a three-way tag team match, ladies and gentlemen, and the winners of that will advance to All Out, however, for an opportunity at a first round bye in the very first ever AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. So there you go. Meanwhile, in women's action, how are the three women who fought last time, however, Double or Nothing, will be back at it again. It'll be Nyla Rose, of course, John's hometown girl, of course, taking on hey. Rio, hey. ladies hey. and gentlemen, Yuka Sakasaki in yeah. a three way match if you go. What's that, John? Apparently, just came over here. I didn't okay, apparently, John's talking to someone, so we're uh, trying to bear with it. Of course, Rio, I'm ladies back. Gentlemen, a very special girl in her own right now. Okay, John, no problem. We told you about her already, ladies and gentlemen. She has been wrestling, her since she was only nine years old, ladies and gentlemen. She's 22 years old now, ladies and gentlemen. And she is definitely unique. She stands, of course, 4'11, 95 pounds, a very uh, hungry competitor, let's just say. Meanwhile, in other matches, you will see, of course, coming up this Saturday, The Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels, will take on SEMA, if you will. That should be very interesting. And a Fatal 4-Way match, that should be very interesting. It might have the place talking. Hangman Adam Page will take on Jimmy Havoc, taking on Jungle Boy, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, taking on MJF. Meanwhile, Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John, John Moxley, a.k.a. John Good, whatever you want to call him. How are ladies and gentlemen? We'll pick on Joey Janela. The Elite, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks will team off in a six-person tag that should really have the place common against the Lucha Brothers, if you will. A Pentagon Junior, Ray Fenix, F-E-N-I-X, and the Laredo Kid. Of course, the story about the Laredo Kid, of course, ladies and gentlemen. He is from Nuevo Laredo, Mexico. He is seven, one 185. He began wrestling, however, I believe at the age of 16, believe it or not, or 17. He is now 32 years old. That'll be a very interesting six-person tag. Also, ladies and gentlemen, will be Cody Rhodes taking on Darby Allen, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And in the pre-show, it'll be Alex Bailey taking on Michael Nakazawa, who we saw in the last match in the battle world, if you will, of course, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, at All Elite Double or Nothing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we can also tell you uh, to fight for the fall, and how our following this show, of course, will be the next event following this hour. And already three matches have been signed for this show. How are coming up at Daly's place, ladies and gentlemen, in July, ladies and gentlemen. That's coming up the night before Extreme Rules, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to be very interesting, if you will, as there'll be Brandy Rose taking on Allie, Kenny Omega taking on Seema, if you will, and yes, the brothers of the Rose Clan, if you will, Cody and Dustin, of course, will take on the Young Bucks of Max Mac Jackson, how are. If you will coming up, that will begin three weeks from uh, this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, on the 13th of uh, July. The night before, stream will be in Jacksonville, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, in the uh, daily Place there in Jacksonville. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, one more event to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, the All Elite Wrestling event live from the Cedar Center Arena, of course, ladies and gentlemen, known as All Out signed, sealed, and delivered. So far, two matches have been announced for that show. Of course, tickets went on sale last Friday, and as a result, tickets uh, sold out within 10 minutes of that show, and here are the matches that have already been listed for that one. Ladies and gentlemen, it will be Kenny Omega taking on John Moxley, if you will, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose. And yes, folks, hold on to your seats for this one. This is going to be a doozy, folks. It will be Hangman Adam Page taking on Chris Jericho, ladies and gentlemen, in the very first AEW World Title matchup. So, folks, you talk about excitement. You talk about intensity. You talk about passion. Believe it or not, the next few months, however, it is going to be all that immense. and then, of course, Fighter Fest, as you know, as we mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, will start the fun, hour coming up this Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, so be sure to check it out. Right now, it's 7.36 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, of course, we are going to talk about some other news going on in the world, uh, if we can, however, try to get uh, you all caught up on what's going on, of course, as you know uh, here, ladies and gentlemen, if we can, however, I'm just trying to get some stuff going here.
0: Alright, well, I'm gonna...
1: Oh, you gonna, gonna take off? Yeah. Okay, well, why don't you go do that, and we'll talk to you in a little bit then. Okay, alright, bye. Alright, bye. 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 Alright, yeah. the human machine now leaving us here, ladies and gentlemen, we do want to thank uh, him for joining on joining us now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, some other news to report, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, earlier today it was reported in non-wrestling news that Cincinnati Bengals rookie offensive tackle Jonah Williams, of course, uh, the first pick, however, who was drafted by the Bengals after a pretty good career at Alabama, however, who was unanimous first-team All-American in 2008, uh, will miss the entire season after undergoing shoulder surgery earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, for a torn labrum in his left shoulder. He was expected to be the starting left tackle, starting left, uh, Corey Glenn, however, who started the tackle last season, expected to start there again, however, barring injury, with Williams now out of the lineup, if you will. So, folks, unfortunately, the Bengals are suffering some bad news there today. Unfortunately, as their top pick is out of action, if you will, for the season. Uh, Some baseball news to report, of course, going on right now. Tonight we've got some interesting baseball going on as we speak. The White Sox and the Red Sox are tied at zero at the top of the first inning. They just got underway. The Yankees, of course, ladies and gentlemen, are up two nothing early on the Toronto Blue Jays, and the Rangers are up two nothing on Detroit. Coming up later tonight, you'll have the Braves and the Cubs at eight o'clock. Tampa Minnesota at Eight fifteen Oakland, of course, takes on St. Louis. Also at eight fifteen, Pittsburgh versus Houston, two of the former best friends facing off in that one. Garrett Cole, the ex first round pick, formerly of UCLA, will oppose his former teammates against Trevor Williams. The Pirates have won four in a row. Of course, the Astros trying to keep pace uh, and do well there in their division. And, of course, we got two other late games coming up tonight. It will be the L.A. Dodgers taking on Arizona and Colorado and San Francisco. So there you go, folks, some of the interesting games. However, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on as far as that goes. Of course, as you know, of course, uh, the NBA draft was last week. Of course, we talked a little bit about that early last week. Uh, there have been reports going around, as you know, in case you do not hear, about Kawhi Leonard possibly leaving, along with Kevin Durant possibly, ladies and gentlemen. As a result, however, mind you, however, Believe it or not, however, as a result, however, we do understand, however, believe it or not, that Kawhi Leonard has been in discussions with several teams over the last couple of days about possibly going elsewhere. We do not know yet where he'll be heading. Hold on a second, be right back. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, As we said, folks, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people talking about uh, things going on, believe it or not, and some other news to report, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We can tell you that WWE has announced already that they have re-signed another wrestler to a new contract. Uh, That wrestler has been Jinder Mahal. Apparently, according to reports, however, Mojo Raleigh, Mike Canales, and Maria Canales, the miracle couple, along with Mojo which I don't know why they're still holding on to him at this point, along with Juice Head, Jackass, uh, the Punjabi uh, Playbo- uh, the Punjabi Prince, I almost said Playboy, I meant to say Prince, if you will, has signed a new deal, ladies and gentlemen, with WWE. So apparently, here, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. He will be, uh, like I said, however, like I said, signing a new contract with the WWE in the next couple of days, here, if he hasn't signed already. Okay, um... I don't think there's much else to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. I think uh, we covered all the bases tonight. Again, I do want to thank the Human Suplex Machine for joining us here this evening, folks. Uh, like I said, how he had a lot to talk about with me tonight. Of course, we hope you enjoyed the show this evening. We definitely uh, hope you learned a lot, as always. We were expecting, of course, King NWO, Jarrett Smith here uh, this evening. Uh, we're going to try to see if we can get him on at some point, however, very soon. I know he has been a very, very busy man, to say the least. and That's understandable, how So, folks, uh, we'll talk to you, of course, very soon. We hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Be safe and be careful out there. Uh, This week with the heat and humidity, no question about it. We will talk to you at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, with Revolution. And and until then, folks, uh, stay cool as always. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. And, again, we will talk to you next week, ladies and gentlemen, with Episode 176. With wrestling revisits. So, for the Human Suplex Machine, this is the Iceman, Jerry D. Jones, saying so long from inside, and we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy Smackdown, and we'll see you later on this evening with Revolution at 9 p.m. And as always, this is the Talk Shoe Radio Network.
0: Good night, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh.